Welcome to What's Up with Dr. Rupp, where we explore the supernatural. I'm your host, Dr. Melissa Rupp. Hi, welcome back to another episode. Today we are continuing on about our series about the names of God and how each of his different names represents a different supernatural quality about himself. And so today we are going to talk about Jehovah Rohi. That's um, the means the Lord is my shepherd. And it is also known as Jehovah Ra'a, but we're going to, we're going to call it Jehovah Rohi for this episode. So we see him called that in Psalms 23 verses 1 through 3 which says, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, for I will and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Um, I do also want to read Isaiah 53 verses 4 through 7. It says, Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering, yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. By his wounds, we are healed. We all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before its shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. So this is talking about um, how Jesus went to the cross, how he became a sacrificial lamb for us. So we know that he is Jehovah Rohi, who is um, the Lord, is our shepherd, but he was also the sacrificial lamb. He went to the slaughter for us and took all of our sins on himself. John 10 verses 1 through 18, this is another um, passage that talks about Jesus being the good sheep and how, or the good shepherd and, and what the good shepherd does with his sheep. So it says, very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he is brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. So this is talking about he leads us. We listen to his voice. He speaks to us, but we know him. We know his voice. They will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. And we know that Jesus is the only way into heaven. It's not through good works. It's only through Jesus. So I'm the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Talking about the devil. But I have come that they might have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And he did that when he went to the cross. He laid down his life for us. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. 
I know my sheep and my sheep know me just as the father knows me and I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. So talking about the Jews and the Gentiles, the other sheep that weren't of this sheep pen, but he must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. And no one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again when he was raised from the dead. This command I received from my father. So Hebrews 13 verses 20 through 21, it says, May the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good for doing his will, and may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Christ Jesus, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. And then Revelation 7 verses 15 through 17 is another passage that talks about him being our shepherd. He who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. Never again will they hunger. Never again will they thirst. The sun, the sun will not beat down on them, nor any scorching heat. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. So it's talking about how Jesus was a sacrificial lamb, but he's also, he will be our shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. So I just want to talk about a few things that a good shepherd does. So a shepherd, they feed the flock, they lead the flock to pasture, they um, they feed the, um, the the supply with food, so with the word, and so they protect from enemies, they direct, they lead and guide, they care for their people, the people, the sheep, the people, they provide rest when you're weary, um, come to your rescue when you cry for help, and lay down his life for the sheep. So Jesus is, he's the good shepherd. He laid down his life for all people. If everybody wants to accept and receive him as his Lord, as their Lord and savior, but he was the spotless lamb who had no sin in him. And he took our place, sacrificing himself for our sins. First Peter one verses 18 through 19 says the, for you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors, but you are redeemed with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. First Peter 2.22 says, He committed no sin, nor was any deceit found in his mouth. Second Corinthians 5.21 says, He made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf, so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So the good shepherd laid down his life for us, took our sin on himself, that we are now righteous and we can choose to sin again. We can choose, you know, to listen to the voice of the enemy or choose to engage in sinful behavior. But as soon as we repent and get right with the Lord, we become righteous again. So we are now, we're not sinful people. We're now righteous people because if we have Jesus as our Lord and Savior, he has made us to be righteousness. And so our identity is now, it's not sinner, it's we're righteous, we're righteous people. And again, you can choose to sin, but if you repent and get get back in right standing with the Lord, you, you're righteous again, and, and righteousness is your identity. So that was, that was a big thing for me when I learned that, and to, you know, to learn that I, I would no longer have a sinful nature, I now had a righteous nature. That, that was a big thing, because when you focus on being righteous, it's a lot easier to live <laughs> righteously versus if you're focusing on sin all the time what you focus on is kind of what you get sometimes so when you when you're able to focus on i'm righteous i'm righteous and i can get made righteous again really quickly by repenting if i mess up so 
that's that's can give you some peace. But Hebrews 4.15 is another scripture. It says, We don't have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness, but one who has been tempted in all things as we are, yet he was without sin. And then 1 John 3.5 says, You know that he appeared in order to take away sins, and in him there is no sin. Um, then 1 Peter 3 verse 18 says, For Christ died for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, in order to bring you to God. So he lived a sin-free life. He was righteous. He died once and for all as the, the last sacrifice that's ever needed to give us unrighteous people righteousness when we receive him as our Lord and Savior. And then 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us for so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So if you have not received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, as your shepherd, as Jehovah Rohi, you can do that today. And I will lead you in a prayer real quick and you can just repeat after me if you'd like to do that. So, um, Lord, I invite you into my life to be my shepherd. And I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins. I trust you to be my shepherd, to lead and guide me, to protect me, and to provide for me in every area. Amen. All right. Bless you guys. Thanks for listening. Join me next time as we continue to explore the supernatural on What's Up with Dr. Rupp.